Come on, put your hands together. Give God some praise in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, give God some praise in the house. If you put it all in his hands, give God some praise. In the precious name of Jesus. Hallelujah. bless the Lord and his praises I will bless the Lord and his praises hallelujah now give give somebody a high five and just say come bless the Lord with me come on oh bless the Lord with me in the name of Jesus I put it all in his hands Somebody, you just need to witness to a couple of people around and say, look, I gave it all over to Jesus. I, I got tired of dealing with my stuff. I got tired of dealing with my mess. I, I couldn't do anything else but give it all over to him. And, and when I put it in the master's hands, I found out I didn't have to cry no more. I didn't have to worry no more. I didn't have to walk the floors at night no more. When I put it all in his hands, I know that God can make a way out of no way. When I put it in his hands, God turned midnights back into day. When I put it in his hands, that's when he healed my body. When I put it in his hands, tell somebody you got to put it all. Hallelujah. Put it all in his hands. Put it all in his hands. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, we lift up these thy people before you. God, we ask that right now that you, that you calm all of our fears, that you settle all of our issues, that you speak life into our bodies. And Father, we thank you for being our God for being the one whom we can turn. And Lord, we thank you for your grace and your mercy. In the precious name of Jesus, when we could have been dead, sleeping in our graves. But God, you told the death angel to hold his hand. You called us up this morning to allow us to be able to magnify you, to give you glory in this house of worship. And so, Father, in the precious name of Jesus, we claim victory over all things that come against us. We claim victory over every adversary. We claim victory, God, in our hearts, mind, and spirit. And, Lord, in the name of Jesus, we give you praise. In Jesus' name, let the people of God say amen. Come on, let the redeemed say amen. Come on, let the called out and elect say amen. Let the chosen of God say amen. Come on, let the anointed say amen. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Stand on your feet, if you will, for a moment. Stand on your feet, if you will. Turn with me to the book of Luke. Turn with me to the book of Luke. Hallelujah. The book of Luke. Amen. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts of the Apostles. Matthew, Mark, Luke. Luke. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now turn with me to the 13th chapter. The 13th chapter. The 13th chapter. chapter reading from the New King James translation I'll be drifting back and forth between the message Bible the amplified and a couple of the translations but right now in the New King James translation the 13th chapter of the book of Luke there were present at that season some who told him about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices and Jesus answered them and said to them, Do you suppose that these Galileans were worse sinners than all the other Galileans because, because they suffered such things? I tell you no. But unless you repent, you will likewise perish. For those 18 whom the Tower of Siloam fell and killed them, do you think that they were any worse sinners than all the other men who dwelt in Jerusalem? I tell you no, but unless you repent, tell somebody unless you repent, you will likewise perish. If you just stay with me just a little while longer. He went on to tell them that a certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard and he came seeking fruit and found none. And then he said to the keeper of the vineyard, look, for these three years, I've come seeking fruit on this fig tree and find none. Cut it down. Hallelujah. Why does it use up the ground? Sir, let it alone this year until I dig around it and fertilize it. And if it bears fruit, well, but if not, after that, you can cut it down. Tell somebody something smells in here. smells up in here. If you go to the Message Bible and, and the, the, the Amplified, it will say, put some manure on it. Let's just get real. If you're going to put fertilizer on something, it really ain't nothing but manure. Put some manure on it. Hallelujah. And see if don't something smell up in here. You may be seated in the name of Jesus. Listen. Put 
put some manure on you. God bless you, choir. Thank you. Thank you so much. Put some manure on it. I come to you this morning just, just lifting up God. I want to lift up my brother uh, Michael Williams. He's just gotten back from Mexico. and I think my wife is somewhere in Mexico someplace. I, I can't keep up with her these days. And retirement agrees with her. And there, um, I know Mike's on. I told Mike to stay where he is. He's in Cincinnati right now. And uh, I told him, I said, no, 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 don't try to rush back. I don't want you tired on the road. So that's why he's not here today. But I thank God for all of you and uh, assembling in this place. At, and I thank God for you being who you are. I thank God that the fact that you have come above and beyond the expectations of people. I, I know that there's some folk in your life that probably have told you some things and, and made you feel less than what you really are. I know that you've accomplished some things and you've grown and you've increased in spite of what folk do and or say. I know I've got a couple witnesses here because I know that some of you or some of us at some, at some point in our lives told that we would never amount to anything. Yeah, yeah that I know that some were, were, were probably labeled such that, that you couldn't do or accomplish or you can't make it or somehow or another you were less than what you really were. And they tried to judge you, but they had no idea of what was inside of you. They, they did not understand reason nor fathom or could comprehend the things that God was working on the inside. They merely looked at the outside of you. And because you did not meet their expectation, they labeled you and then often wanted to kill you. Because, because people look at you as their personal investments. And when, when you are looked upon as somebody's investment, they expect a return on the investment. And if there's no foreseeable return on the investment, then often they want to cut you down and discard you and throw you out because they did not see what you could produce. In fact, they've been watching you for a long time and often they look and, 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 and fathom because they think that they own you. They think they, they can mold you in the way or expect you to do certain things in the time frame that they expected in. Tell somebody, I'm still working on it. I'm, I'm still working on it. Look, 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 look in, this, in, in our text this morning. I, I need you to take a closer look and, and stop by the 13th chapter of the book of Luke and, 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 and find out what Jesus is doing here and as he's talking to these individuals. He said there were, there were present at that season some who told him about some Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. These folk were in church. They were in the synagogue and Pilate had come in and killed them that their blood had mingled with the sacrifices that was on the altar. And these people were telling Jesus about this, this accounting of what was going on. And Jesus responds to them. 
and says to them, do you suppose that these Galileans were worse sinners than other Galileans because they suffered such things? In other words, in other words, just because you go to church don't mean that bad things hmm, won't happen to you. Just, 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 just because you, you've been baptized, don't, don't think that you are exempt, hallelujah, from the bill collector calling your house. We do know who to call when the bills come. We, we do know who to call upon, but, but don't think that you will not have trouble along the way. Listen, listen. They come to Jesus and they tell him one more thing. And they start to talking about it. They say, well, 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 well do you, Jesus said, do you think that those whom that the tower fell on were any worse sinners than anybody else? He says, look here, you need to understand something. Unless you repent, you will also suffer likewise. In other words, in other words, if you don't get it together, if you don't know God for yourself, if you don't repent and turn away from the things that are binding you, you will suffer the same thing. Repentance is the key. He said, you also will perish. But here's the crux of the matter. Here's what I really want to get to. I, I won't be long before you today, but, but, but I, 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 I just got to get you in the mindset or the framework of the context of this, this particular curriculum of, of scripture to understand that there's something about this that reflects upon all of us. I don't know which part you are, maybe. I think that sometimes we've been each part of it. Sometimes we are the people reporting to, the, to Jesus about everybody else rather than looking at ourselves. Uh, we judge one another. In fact, the Christian church is the biggest culprit of judging one another when we ought to look back in the mirror at ourselves and remember where God brought us from. We ought to have an understanding that it was not by anything that we did, but it was by his grace and mercy that God had brought us through. We got to remember and go back every now and then and understand that it was God that picked us up when we didn't know which way to go. He guided our footsteps. It was God that kept us on the straight and narrow. We need not look down upon anybody. And then Jesus gets deep on them. He says, look here, he says, he says there was a certain man. He says, let me, let, me, let me make this a little more plain for you. There was a certain man who had a fig tree planted in his vineyard. And so we have the owner of the vineyard had a fig tree planted in it. I don't know about you, but sometimes don't you feel like you've been planted somewhere? And everybody's trying to control your life. They feed you when they want to feed you. They, 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 they give you things when they want to give you things. You're owned by them. And, 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 and the owner has come to the vineyard and he looks at the tree. Now note what the Bible says. He came seeking some fruit 
and found none. I know that there are people in your life that look to you and come to you expecting one thing, expecting you to live up to their expectations. And when they don't find the expectation that they have placed upon you, then that's when they want to get rid of you. In other words, unless you are producing something for them, then they don't want to have anything else to do with you. I don't know about you. Every now and then I get tired of being used. I get tired of being missed. Watch what he does with this. The man came and he expected something from the tree and found none. Well, the problem, Reverend, I, I have with this is the fact that maybe the perspective of the owner was a little bit off. You see, because I, I, I believe that the owner, even though he owns the tree, he is not the one who cultivates the tree. There's a disconnect between the cultivator and the owner. In other words, this particular person looked at this tree and expected something. Maybe they did not consider that the tree was, it was not time for it to bear fruit. Hallelujah. Maybe, maybe the tree had some more maturing to do before it could actually bear fruit. Maybe, maybe there was something else that was going on with the tree that the owner could not understand. But his, and his response was that, ah, because I found none. He said to the keeper of his vineyard, he said, look, I've been coming, now watch, I've been coming for three years. On his time limit, on, on his particular circuit, on his particular schedule, he came. I've been coming for three years and I haven't seen anything. And he says to him, to him, cut it down. Cut it down. Well, when you look at this, depending on your perspective again, from the owner's perspective, it's time to get rid of that which does not produce. Hallelujah. Some of us have been those kind of owners. We treated people such in a way, or maybe people have treated you in such a way that you, 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 you feel discarded and you feel rejected because you couldn't produce what they wanted you to at that particular time. And so we feel rejected. And the problem is that they're looking at you through an obscure lens that because of their rejection or because of what they went through, now they put an expectation on you which you cannot fulfill because they're trying to live up to the expectations that they failed to accomplish while they were coming up. And so now they place something on you to bind you with. And so the reason people are putting you down is because they have an obscure view of themselves and so they're not literally talking to you they're looking at you but seeing themselves and that's why you that's why they need want to cut you down because of the hurt because of the pain that they suffered then they feel like 
likewise also that you must suffer the same pain. Oh my God. So he says to the gardener here, he says to the gardener, to, this one, to the vine keeper, he says, he says, look, cut it down. Why does it use a good ground? And that's what the Bible says. He says, why, why is it just taking up space, using up all this good soil? Why is it? Why, we just need to just go ahead and cut it down. Why is it still standing here, taking up my space? Cut it down. Why is it still, still here now? I, I can't even get anything out of it. Cut it. watch what happens he says but the the, the, the keeper of the, uh, uh, of the vineyard says sir let it alone let it alone for this year and I'll dig around it and fertilize it and if it bears fruit well but if not after that you can cut it down Watch what happened here. It says that the gardener understood something more about the tree than the owner. The gardener has looked at the tree and says, wait a minute, the problem really ain't with the tree. The problem here is the ground that the tree is situated in. The problem is in the place of the tree, where the placement of the tree in this particular area. See, somebody in here, preacher, think that I'm still really talking about trees, but, but what I'm really trying to get over to them is that you got some little trees growing up in your household that, that that's probably in the wrong ground they're not being nurtured in the right kind of soil there's some folk who are grown in here that are growing trees but you haven't bore any fruit because you in the wrong ground because the ground around you does not allow you or is conducive to you to bear fruit you got some ground around you that we need to do something with before you can bear fruit. The gardener says, you are not the problem. The tree is not the problem, but there's a problem with the soil. The owner couldn't see that, but because the gardener works with the tree every day because the gardener is with the tree 24 7 taking care of the vineyard because the gardener is out there pruning because the oh holly anybody been pruned in here because you don't you can't shout in here if you don't know who the gardener is And so the gardener says, wait a minute, wait a minute. Jesus ends the story here, but wait a minute. The gardener says, let me dig 
around the tree. I'm going to dig around the tree. Hallelujah. Every now and then, you need to dig up the ground around you. There's some people in your ground that you need to dig up. There's some folk that's hovering around your household and your livelihood and your health and your well-being that you're going to have to, the reason you can't bear fruit is because you got some ground around you that's not worthy. That's a, that, that you got some ground that's not conducive, that cannot can provide you the proper nutrients so that you might be able to grow. gardener says let me put some fertilizer in your new King James but let's keep it real he said let's put some manure on it something about to this smelling up in here now because he there's some see people will look at you and they wondering why you going through what you going through because like those other folk, they were trying to judge you. They had expectation of you, and they look at you, but you just smell funny to them. You, 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 you say, yeah, yeah, I might smell a little funny because uh, I've been had some, uh, you can fill in the blank, manure, some dung, you know, some cow patties, some, I, 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 I got to be careful here. Because some of us been walking through. <laughs> All the ground, no matter where you turn, is filled with manure. It's all around us. It's all around us. But wait a minute. Wait a minute. The gardener understood something about the manure hallelujah he understood that if you add it to the ground first of all you gotta break up the ground you gotta break up some stuff that's a sometimes you got some little hard foul ground that makes the water just run off you got to break that up so that some air can get to that and when you put the manure with it then you will get some nitrogen being released into the soil and then when the nitrogen is in the soil you get a process called photosynthesis and photosynthesis will take that 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 sunlight and turn it into sugar and water and it will become nourishment for the tree so the tree can grow and thus bear fruit you got to break up some stuff around you you got to break up some people around you you got to break up some circumstance around you and let God True saints know what it means to be caught up in manure. They know. They know. It's not often a pleasant experience. But, but how many times have you gone through an unpleasant experience only to come out on the other end blessed of God favored of God picked up and moved by God how many times 
You've been in some, some dirt and been in some mess, but can't God clean you back up again? Can't God heal your body? Oh, it don't smell good up in here when you're going through. You just tell somebody, listen, don't worry about it. God is just still cultivating me. God is still planting me. God is still cultivating. He's moving in my spirit. When you put some manure on it, some things start to happen in the soil. Jesus tries to tell them, look, here's what the owner of the vineyard said. He said, cut it down. People are trying to always cut you down. But I declare, if you let the gardener, the one who will come along and prune you every now and then. I declare right now that if you let Jesus do some weeding in your life, oh yes, you will grow a little bit larger. I, I declare that if you allow the word of God to water you from now and then and then let the rain come down, God will bless you and you will bear the fruit in the proper season that you're going to bear it in. You see, it's not up to the owner of the field or the people who think they own you or the people who think they can control you, but it's up to the gardener who understands you. Nobody gets you like the gardener gets you. Nobody knows you like the gardener knows you. Nobody can do for you like the gardener can do for you. Nobody can do you like Jesus can do for you. You ought to be the one that says, yes, Lord. Cultivate me, yes, Lord. Put it all around me. Yes, Lord. Dig up the ground around me. I'm done, y'all. Come on, let's go. Come on, let's go. Hallelujah. In the precious name of Jesus. He says, he says, wait a minute. Let me fertilize it. Let me dig around it. I may have to remove some of the dirt that's around this tree because guess what operative word is dirt you got some dirt around you you got some remnants some dust some dirt around you that's no good you got to take some dirt out preacher somebody missed that see because i have to go all the way back to to the book of genesis to get somebody to understand that you were formed out of the dust of the earth. Wait a minute. You weren't even the dirt. You were the remnant left over from the dirt. That you were just dust. That you were just out there. But God shaped you and made you and molded you. Breathed into your nostrils and made you a living soul. Hallelujah. But some of that dirt, preacher, some of that dirt is no good. Some of that dirt you're going to have to dig up. Some of that dirt you're going to have to cultivate. And then let God put some manure on it. Let God fertilize it. Let God do his thing in photosynthesis. Let God do his thing in changing the nutrients that's around your tree. You let God do some things that allow him to give you income.
increase you can get increase because the soil around you was robbing you of all of the nutrients that's called praise that's called glory that's called peace that's called joy all the nutrients were being stolen from you by this no good ground around you but let God dig it up Though the church is over. 